Hey, what's up, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor and host of the Sports Done Right podcast, and I'm here to tell you about Cultivated CBD. The best CBD products on the market come from Cultivated CBD. So whether you want a roll-on, a smokable option, maybe you want some of the gummies to help you with your anxiety or pain relief, go to CultivatedCBD.com, the best CBD company out there, and tell them Vince Wright, the sports governor, sent you. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Vince Wright, host of the Sports Done Right podcast. And let me tell you something. When it comes to frozen pizza, there is only one pizza that stands out above the rest, and that is 7th Avenue Pizza, proud sponsor of the Sports Done Right podcast. Make sure you go get you some at Speedway, Holiday Stations, Lunds and Byerly's, Hy-Vee, amongst other places as well. We thank them for supporting the show. 7th Avenue Pizza. I am Vince Wright, and I approve this message. This is Bobby Boucher from the 50 Shades of Boucher podcast, and you're listening to Sports Done Right. Oh, yeah. Get your snow cats ready and get over here. Right now? You're darn tootin'. Don't you know it's time for the governor's weekly address? Live from the Situation Room of his lakefront chateau, He's bringing a little color to the voice of Minnesota sports talk and worldwide. His mama calls him Vince, but you can call him governor. And by way of executive order, he's serving real sports fans a dose of sports done right. Are you ready? You like that? You like that? center field, Byron to his right, running, diving, and makes a spectacular catch! Lost one out near side, May there, intercepted! Gophers have picked it off! It's Winfield down the sideline to the 31! His second INT of the day! Swan for a shot, he scores! Sugarola and work their magic again! And the Wild lead it 1-0! Are you ready? Are you ready? All right, my friends. What's going on, everybody? Vince Wright, the sports governor. And it has been a minute, my friends. Let me tell you. It has been, what, about five, six weeks since we've done a sports done right show. And we are back. Football season is upon us. Man, get ready, lock in, because from here, we're heading into fall, man. You know, summer, probably just past halfway done. And, man, first off, I can't just express how excited I am to be with you again. So, let's go through the formalities, because, yeah, it is sure, uh, (laughs) it has been a minute, my friends. So, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. I'm the host of the Sports Done Right podcast, emanating from you from the situation room here at the uh, sports governor's mansion here in minnesota 
We are talking all things Minnesota and Big Ten, regional, national, all kinds of stuff going on on the podcast. Tonight, Vikings. Hey, I just told you, NFL's back, baby. We're going to talk the Vikings. We're going to talk the first place twins and the twins holding on barely in the AL Central. Going to talk a little bit about the Gophers. They just started their fall camp in exactly one month. Um, actually, from tonight, man, it is Gopher football season. DJ and the crew. All right, so we'll get back to that a little later. But before we get into the sports, again, thank you so much for all the support. You know, the day job as a Medicare insurance agent, you know, requires us. This is the time of year where we do our certifications and you know, every year we have to get recertified with all the companies we work for. We got to take a big test to, you know, prove that we know everything we know and can take care of our clients and not do any fraud, waste or abuse as it's called to them. So now that all these tests are out the way and we're all set to do business for 2023, it is time to get back to talking sports here in the Sports Done Right Show. We're going to have, I'm going to, I'm working on guests here for the upcoming weeks. Obviously, man, we're going to be talking Vikings with a lot of people. Football is back. And with that, oh, actually, a couple kudos before we get into the Vikings and some NFL news. First off, Ribfest. Man, Ribfest was off the hook this year. The very first one, uh, Back on, you know, what, a couple weeks now? Two, three weeks? Man, let me tell you something. First off, shouts out to the podcast friends and family. Uh, You saw pictures, Nadine Babu, Sal Spice, Haley finally made the trek to Woodbury. Thank you for, uh, you know, packing the lunch, Haley, and driving Sal all the way out here. Alex Micheletti, uh, I mean, Bobby Boucher was in the house. And then all, you know, just kind of the other side of it was uh, friends of mine from high school, um, the Kendalls, Kathy Kendall, her husband, Rodney, Jesse Delanar and his wife, Carrie, uh, Liz Hendricks and Conrad and her hubby. I mean, man, it was just a blast. New friends were made and the food was delicious. Thanks to everybody who was able to make it and brought something and partaked in the ribs so man we got to do that again for the fall probably a gopher watch party is what i'm thinking there my people so with that being said from rib fest and again shouts out to everybody who popped through for that another thing that i wanted to touch on about rib fest because a lot of people get at me on twitter like hey where was my invite and all this we're working. It's a round robin type of thing, my friends. Just bear with us. Uh, you know, since we moved and downsized into the townhouse, you know, we just can't. We don't have the space to have these big, super huge parties. But, man, we're going to be getting some new folks in on the next one this fall. So don't worry about that. With that being said, shouts out to Cultivated CBD. They are now into the THC gummy game, which uh, that law was passed by the Minnesota legislature. So along with their regular products, the CBD products, they do have a THC option, five milligram dosage of gummies. So again, make sure you're checking out Cultivated CBD. Email them, 
get at me with any questions, I'll get you in touch with Anthony over there. But man, cultivated CBD, I used it today. I use it almost every day. Just, you know, these old bones, they crack, they creak. And I use my cultivated CBD to help alleviate that pain. My wife uses them for sleep. Um, Just good stuff. Good stuff. And last night, of course, I had to uh, get ready and throw down here and get a 7th Avenue pizza in the pizza oven. Again, 7th Avenue pizza because, you know, we've been seeing commercials from competitors. And look, nothing against the competitors. They're good pizzas. All that stuff. I told you why I personally like 7th Avenue Pizza before they sponsored my show, which is I like their sauce. I think their sauce has a little bit of a kick to it, which I like. I like the toppings. I really like the sausage and meatballs that they use uh, in particular. So good job there. Keep it up, my friends, over at 7th Avenue Pizza. And let's get to it, man. I'm not going to focus so much on the NFL right now because we just started training camp. We're going to talk a little bit about the Vikings, kind of what people are seeing out there, because I've kind of been hearing the same things from many different podcasters who are at training camps and the the local reporters on local shows. And with that being said, Caleb Evans, man, is really emerging as a, a, a threat at DB. And, you know, we thought the defensive backfield it was going to be a huge question mark. And now we got a couple guys back there battling for positions. Uh, if not, if we'll be very solid backups. You know, it's looking so far. So, Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr., I am really liking this kid. Uh, he's coming in with some attitude. Uh, he's out there, John. He's, he's learning from these veterans. And I think that you know yeah you got to temp it down a little bit he's the new guy out there and all that man but i think this is exactly what the vikings uh defense needs uh someone out there not so much trash talking but just getting a little snippy let's just leave it at that you know he's getting a little snippy out there and andrew booth jr uh you know the learning from hitman harry harrison smith back there patrick peterson you know those two have resumes that don't need to be talked about so Look for these two in the backfield to, you know, one of them, both of them going to be making some big plays this year. And, you know, if Patrick and Harrison don't watch out, one of them may be overtaken. So, um, again, Caleb Evans, Andrew Booth Jr. in the Vikings defensive backfield. Um, You know, one of our fan favorites took off on us. Um, You know, so... With Anthony Barr headed to the star <laughs> down in Dallas. Uh, appreciate everything he's done for us. Leveling that hit on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know, like I said, man, he's a fan favorite. So we, he will be missed. But I think the Vikings defense, you know, they got questions on the offensive line and on the defensive line. And, you know, linebacker, I think they're going to be okay. But, man... I'm really impressed by the defensive uh, backfield play from what I've been seeing, you know, in news reports and just going online, doing my own research, like I said, and and all that stuff. So uh, Irv Smith Jr. is out again. He had surgery on the hand, so he's going to be out there hoping in the the sports governor Vince Wright is truly hoping that this is an injury that only lasts during the uh, preseason. He's back ready to go for the regular season but we don't know 
and I've heard many people talk about this, and I thought it, mo- it was a good move at the time. I know other people thought it'd be a good move at the time, and I thought that they really should have looked at re-signing Kyle Rudolph. You've been listening to this show for over five years now, and I've always said when Kyle Rudolph gets the ball, good things happen, baby. But Kyle decided, you know what? I'm going to go and maybe live in a little warmer climate and catch passes from the GOAT and maybe finally get my Super Bowl ring down there in Tampa Bay. So Kyle Rudolph, a Buccaneer. You know, one name that kept popping up as someone to look to maybe bring in and sign, and even though he's 35 years old, sports governor Vince Wright, that's me, of course, Take a look at Jerry Cook. You know, wrote down the stats. 560, 564 yards last year. Yeah, sure, he's 35, but hey, why not? You know, bring in somebody that's productive. And age ain't nothing but a number. So they're going to have to take a look at some uh, tight ends. Uh, see who's out there, see who they can bring in. I think that's one name they should definitely uh, be looking at. Um, one thing also, by the way, and again, this is the Sports Done Right podcast. We are back. Vince Wright, your host here. There is no deal in place for Indomitian Sue. That was a rumor that started up about a week or so ago. And even though it, it was a rumor, it never really just got the traction either that I thought people you know, would be excited, you know, to get this guy just wondering all this stuff. Now, he comes with baggage, the dirty player aspect, all that stuff. But, you know, you, you got to look at it. But there is no deal in place, the sports governor has been told for Indomica Sue, And the interest is starting to wane on both parts. So I don't think that that's going to happen. If it does, great. But don't hold your breath for the uh, Sue deal. On the offensive side of the ball, Offensive line is always the question mark with the Vikings. They got holes on, you know, left side, left tackle, right tackles. You know, are they going to keep moving players around? Things like that. I think that the Vikings are outside of the offensive line. They're set on offense. Now, Dalvin Cook, as of the time I recorded this, was taken off the field yesterday with a hand injury. Uh, to be perfectly honest, and I'm jumping on line as we speak because I just haven't had time to follow up um, with anything. So let me see what I can find for you real quick here. Um, let's see. It just says athlonsports.com. He's dealing with a quote-unquote potential injury. Um, his hand... So stay tuned because obviously we cannot lose Dalvin Cook, even though we do have some uh, very nice backup running backs, um, namely Alexander Madison. But by the way, he left practice yesterday as well. (laughs) So stay tuned there. On the wide receiver front on the offensive side of the ball for our our purple, uh, you know, looking good. We got to find somebody to replace Irv Smith. But, you know, barring injury, you got Jefferson, you got Thielen. Thielen now approaching his mid-30s, has been injured a little bit here and there the past two, three seasons. Can we get a full season out of him? Uh, hope so. We're going to need him if we're going to make any type of deep playoff runs there. 
Justin Jefferson, he's looking motivated. Uh, he's kind of been going at it with Cooper Cup a little bit over who's the best wide receiver in football. Obviously, J.J. Phillips, he is. Cooper's like, slow the roll, slow the roll, man. I, with all due respect, think I am. So I think a motivated Justin Jefferson, barring injury, is going to be, I think this is going to be a real nice season for him. I think, you know, Kevin O'Connell will give Kirk Cousins uh, a more friendly offensive playbook to work with. Uh, They got to get, you know, passes downfield. You know, I can't can't rely all the time on that run or the, the short dink-off pass, as I call it, just those little dumb play-action passes that Mike Zimmer seemed to, to fall in love with as well. Uh, you know, one of the other things, too, because, again, you know, a lot of people call me a Kirk hater. I'm not a Kirk hater. I think I just, I'll say it again, he is who he is. I think he is a okay quarterback that made a lot of money at the right time because of his contract obviously took a lot of heat you know people there's no middle ground with with the Kirk Cousins either you're with them or you don't like them and you know he's our Vikings quarterback so I hope he does well we need him to do well and that's why it is critical that we get an offensive line in place again I hate to repeat myself on the sports done right show people but You literally need the best offensive line in football to protect him because he needs time to throw the ball. He needs time to make plays happen. And if you give him protection, that's when Kirk Cousins can, you know, take a little breather and start picking you apart a little bit. But, you know, he's been under duress. And when he's forced to make kind of those snap decisions, that's when we see bad plays, interceptions, and so on and so forth couple other things here on the Viking side, and then we'll take a break. We'll come back and talk a little Gophers and Minnesota Twins and maybe a little Big Ten action here. You know, I'm going to get to my Big Ten preview show here in a couple weeks. But um, Jared Allen into the Minnesota Vikings ring of honor. Congratulations to him. Uh, you know, popular guy, popular player on and off the field up here after he came from Kansas City. Gave us a hell of an effort. Hell of a run, and now he is in the Vikings Hall of Fame. So congratulations to him. A lot of people have been talking about K.J. Osborne, and he is really solidified as the third receiver in this offense. And barring an injury to one of our top two players, this guy, I think he's it. I think he's legit. I think he is ready to step up and make some big-time plays and to really set his name out there and to really get noticed this year, I've been a big fan of K.J. Osborne since he's been here last year. Nice job there. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm just very excited again for the Vikings receivers. You know, Dalvin, we get Madison back. Like I said, the offensive line is going to be the key on the offensive side of the ball. Otherwise, the Vikings are looking pretty good there. Now, the backup quarterback is what we're going to have to take a look at because Kellen Mond is is not getting favorable reviews, you know, so far in the first few days of training camp. Missing passes, coming up short, overthrows, things like that. Look for Kellen Mond, and I hope they give him a fair look this preseason because when we got him in the draft, 
A lot of people, including your sports governor, Vince, right here on the Sports Done Right podcast, told you, hey, we may have gotten a steal of the draft here. You know, this guy was a borderline, you know, top five college quarterback, fell back in the draft, and we got him. So now we're really going to have to see what we got because Sean Mannion ain't it. We've heard all the stuff about him. Yeah, we know he's good in the locker room. He knows the playbook. Still hasn't been able to produce. Let's give Kellen Mond the shot to see if he can be the solid number two and to see if there's any future for him in Minnesota as a possible future number one quarterback uh, moving forward here. So uh, that's kind of a quick take on the Minnesota Vikings. Again, training camp just started, so we're going to be talking a lot of Vikings here over the next few weeks. Their first game is just over a week away, and it is going to be a very, very interesting season here in the Twin Cities. So let's do this. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will talk a little bit about the Big Ten, go for football, where they're kind of setting up uh, some new teams joining the Big Ten, UCLA, USC. I'll give you my initial thoughts on that and possible other additions to our conference as well. SEC is definitely going to be in the play. We'll tell you kind of the tie-in on teams that may break SEC way. And really, it's just breaking down the two super conferences, and the rest is just going to be the rest. So, ladies and gentlemen, I am Vince Wright, the sports governor. The show is brought to you on the Pigskin Podcast Network. Um, Go to pigskinpodcastnetwork.com. And you can find not only my show, but all kinds of shows from all the different markets on all the different teams. And by the way, folks, let me tell you something here. If you're a football fan, let me tell you about our our network sponsor, DraftKings. DraftKings changed the fantasy game forever in 2012. Now, 10 years later, they're doing it again with Rainmakers Football, their first ever NFT fantasy game. A new way to enjoy daily fantasy football a new shot to win millions in prizes, and the only NFT fantasy game licensed by the NFL Players Association. So what you can do is you're playing Rainmakers football. You can buy, sell, bid, win player cards, and the biggest names in the games through regular drops and options. You build your collection of football stars and enter free Rainmaker football contests all season long to compete for millions in jaw-dropping prizes, my friends. Each week, craft your lineups of athletes from your NFT collection and rack up points for touchdowns, receptions, and more like you would in daily fantasy football. The next generation of fantasy sports is almost here. Download the DraftKings Daily Fantasy app now and sign up with promo code TPPN. Click the Rainmakers title and opt in so you can be ready for the next drop. Play free for millions in prizes all football season and build the ultimate NFT fantasy franchise with Rainmakers Football. That's promo code TPPN only at DraftKings. All right, folks, we will be right back after this break. Sports Done Right is back, and it has been a minute. Like I said, it is so good to be back with you guys. Thank you so much. And again, let's support them sponsors, Cultivated CBD, 7th Avenue Pizza, and I will be right back. This is Vince Wright, the sports governor, and this is the Sports Done Right Podcast.
votes are in, and it's official. He's Minnesota's number one sports color commentator. The people got it right, and now it's time for you to get your sports done right. With the governor of Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, we are back. Vince Wright, the sports governor, coming to you live and direct from the Twin Cities, the sports governor's executive mansion, and we are in the Situation Room. Vince Wright coming to you. Follow us on Twitter, at the Big Smooth one That's the number after, or excuse me, the number one after the Big Smooth. You can also follow Sports Done Right, W-R-I-G-H-T, on Instagram and Facebook, so make sure you follow us for get your little daily sports stories and all that fun stuff. And again, I am Vince Wright, Sports Governor. We've been off for about four or five weeks now, getting things done in real life. But now Sports Done Right is back. We are on the Pigskin Podcast Network, sponsored by DraftKings uh, Sportsbook there. So make sure you check out the DraftKings. And as we said earlier, promo code TPPN, baby. All right. So, let's get to it here. Minnesota Twins, they signed a couple relievers. They're making their move. They're trying to make the stake and say, we're going after the division as well they should. I've heard a lot of people in local sports media talking about this. And this is what mid-market teams need to do. They, You have to find a way. When you are a Minnesota, a Milwaukee you know, all all these other mid-market teams, whatever you want to call it. I hate using terms like flyover country and all this nonsense because it implies that only basically, you know, the coast matter, which is bullshit. We know that. But, hey, they signed a couple relievers, all-star closer Jorge Lopez. They also got Michael Fulmer, uh, Tyler Malay, I think is how you pronounce his name. So I like what they're doing Carlos Correa definitely approves because he didn't come here to lose. He came here to win. And the Twins got to make a move because I'm pulling up the standings right now. The Twins can make the playoffs again until they beat the Yankees. It doesn't matter. And by the way, you know, the Twins would be, you know, 11 or 12 games behind the Yankees if they were in the East. The Yankees are 70 and 36, first team to reach 70 wins. Uh, they are 11 clear of of the Blue Jays. They're 14 clear of the Rays. Boston's having a down season. They're 17 back. Baltimore is actually a couple games ahead of, of Boston this year. So that tells you everything you need to know there. AL Central, the Twins, you know, and this is before tonight's game, which is currently being played at, the re, at this recording. Twins holding on to a game lead over Cleveland. Uh, Twins are 55 and 49. The Guardians are 54 and 50. The White Sox only a couple games out of it as well. Over in the AL West, again, another team the Twins would have trouble with the Astros. They're at 68 wins, 68 and 38. 11 clear of Seattle, who's having a very nice season uh, in their own right. But man, it is all about in the American League. It's Yankees, Astros, Twins, and you know. I don't know if it's Cleveland, maybe the Blue Jays, whoever is going to be in the wild card. I don't know. 
But man, the Twins, I like what you're doing. You're sending the message. Now you just got to do it on the field. I, like a lot of people have been questioned or has questioned Rocco Baldelli and how he does this pitching, you know, running these guys out for four or five innings and then all the substitutions come. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But the Twins, uh, you know, 55 and 49. Yeah, they're in first place, but barely above 500. They're five and five in their last 10 games. So, you know, it's it's starting to kind of creep in again, that little you know, that vibe of, of Twins malaise, so to speak. So uh, just to give you a quick update on the National League, the Mets, the New York Mets. Look at New York baseball, people. The Mets are three and a half clear of the Atlanta Braves. Mets are 66 and 38. Braves are 63 and 42. Uh, it doesn't really matter after that between the Phillies, Marlins, and Nationals. The Brewers boo them and boo the St. Louis Cardinals from this Cubs fan. And by the way, the Cubs are in dead last and they got all kinds of issues they're going to have to deal with. But the Brewers are 57 and 48. Kind of like the Twins, just barely above 500 with the Cardinals a half a game out there in the NL West. First off, we got to give props to one of the legendary uh, announcers, uh, a true icon, Vin Scully, who passed away at 94, grew up listening to Vince Scully and all kinds of baseball calls and other sports calls. He, you know, you hear his voice. It's just, it's one of those voices, you know, you grew up with part of your childhood and for him to have made it to 94, uh, congratulations to him. But man, he was a hell, hell of an announcer, hell of a play-by-play guy. Dodgers nation, boy, were you lucky to have him call your home games for as long as he did. So uh, rest in peace to Vin Scully, and with that, the Dodgers, 72-33. and 12 and a half games over the Padres, who are 61-47. and 47. I mean, the Padres ain't playing bad, bad baseball at all. But, you know, the Dodgers are just, they're a whole different machine the past two, three years. So there you have it on the baseball side, my friends. Let's take a quick dip into the Big Ten in college football and your Minnesota Golden Gophers. So, with that being said, oh, there's our rouser. Let's go. All right. So, Gophers just hit the field here. Their first game is a month away, actually a month from today. So, I can't wait. Again, I'm going to sound like a broken record when it comes to Gopher football. They are picked behind Wisconsin and Iowa again. There's nothing, and again, I haven't done a lot of research. I'm, I'm, you know, as I've transitioned back into the podcast now, since I got my work stuff done, I'm starting to, you know, read and get my notes in for Big Ten football. But it, it's nothing has really changed. You know, you look at the Big Ten. On the west side, and I'm going to talk about the two new teams joining us in a minute, but for right now, on the west, the Gophers are picked third behind Wisconsin and Iowa. Nothing new there. There is nothing that has grabbed my attention below with Nebraska, Northwestern, Illinois. Um, You know, Illinois may continue to surprise a couple teams down there with Bulema, but nothing that's really saying any of those teams should move ahead of Minnesota. Minnesota returning Tanner Morgan for his sixth year. 
the receivers, and again, I'll talk about it again. Dylan Wright has really got to be involved in this offense. I know we got Ottman Bell. Um, Spain, Spain is going to have to be involved though from the tight end as well. But I am such a Dylan Wright fan, and not because of the last name. I call him the honorary cousin. But, man, he, he has a knack kind of, you know, just to make big-time catches. All Gophers receivers do. Don't get me wrong. But I, I'm really looking forward to getting Dylan right back in the mix. He was off to such a very nice, fast start. And then just kind of, I, I don't know if, if the coach just tucked him away or what happened. But he just seemed to kind of fall off the radar a little bit. But, man, you know, which is easy to do when you have Chris Alvin Bell on your team. They lost a lot of people on the offensive line. You know, all those guys found their way to the NFL. Lost people on the defensive line, that side of the ball as well. But it's really just another three-team race. So for the Gophers, and we'll get into the breakdowns later, but again, this year, you have to win the Big Ten West. You have to. It's Big Ten West or bust. And... You know, I don't want to hear anything I, with all due respect to our to our coach talking about, you know, like that Wisconsin game, you know, what well, we tied for the Big Ten West title or, or, you know, things like that. You got to win. And for years now, we have gotten more competitive. We have arguably been the, the third best team in the Big Ten West for the past five years. We've beaten Wisconsin now two of the past three years. I like that trend. But you got to beat Iowa. And I am so sick and tired of the Minnesota Gophers losing to mediocre Wisconsin teams and mediocre Iowa teams. Hey, Sports Gov, they got the number two in the country last year. Lost to Purdue at home, and what happened? Still won the Big Ten West, Gov. Yes, they did. God bless them. Good for you and their fans. And went down and got crushed in the Big Ten Championship game. Easy for me to sit here and go, oh, well, I think the Gophers would have played Michigan much better than Iowa did. But you got to earn the right to get there. And whether you love or, you know, as they say around here, we hate Iowa. Well, you got to beat Iowa. And time and time again, the Minnesota Golden Gophers have shot themselves in the foot against the Iowa Hawkeyes. It's old, it's tired, and it needs to stop this year. I wish the Iowa game, I think originally it was going to be a little earlier in the year. I, I know they like to put these rivalry games at the end of the year, but again, I would like to see the Gophers play Iowa and Wisconsin for that matter. Every every few years, I like to see them play earlier in the year. Better weather. You know, I, I know it's the rivalry game, and we, we you know, we got to keep that for the end of the year. But it would be nice. So, you know, you go over to the Big Ten East. Well, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State. That's it. <laughs> I mean, honestly, that is it. Maybe Michigan State can start rising back up again. And, and, you know, get themselves back to, to Big Ten uh, East Championship level contenders. Statists, but 
you know, outside of Ohio State and Michigan, I don't, you know, I think it might be a little bit of a down year for Penn State. They got their quarterback there, or excuse me, their quarterback back after injury. Because honestly, I think Penn State would have beat Iowa the way that game was going last year before their quarterback got injured. So, Big Ten, you know, standings-wise, it's probably going to look a lot of the same. Unless there's, you know, some team out there right now that's going to have a breakout year that we're, we're just not seeing. But for your Minnesota Golden Gophers here on the Sports Done Right podcast, they have to beat Iowa. They have to beat Wisconsin. They have to get a Big Ten West Championship this year. This may be their best opportunity to do it in a while. And they've had great opportunities these past few years. Don't get me wrong. So the other big news for the Big Ten Conference people is, and again, I know I'm late, but hey, USC, UCLA, welcome aboard. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's different to Los Angeles schools now stretching this conference and by the way big 10 conference coast to coast you know you go over to the east coast where you're over in the dc market and Rutgers in new york the new york market now you got the la market sewn up and i don't know what this is going to mean for divisions because let's say you dump these two schools in the big 10 west which obviously makes sense they're on the western side of the division you know, at least name-wise, it brings a little bit more cachet to the west side. Because in the east, obviously being dominated by Michigan, Ohio State, and Penn State. But then, does the Big Ten now, you know, they're going to be making moves after Notre Dame. Notre Dame geographically fits with the Big Ten. But Notre Dame is Notre Dame and they, you know, they think they're higher than everybody else and, you know, all that. So we'll see what happens with them. Could they be maybe in the SEC? I don't think that happens, but maybe. And speaking of our friends in the SEC, you know, look for some ACC schools to wind up there, namely Clemson. Now what happens? You get Clemson in the SEC East. You know, other schools looking to come, maybe a North Carolina, Virginia Tech, or does Virginia Tech maybe somehow wind up in the Big Ten? This whole thing's crazy right now. I mean, a fluid moving situation, you know, so again, you're going to have two super conferences. You're going to have the rest of the conferences just scrounging up whatever they can, wherever they can. And it's going to look completely different. But props to the Big Ten. I mean, they're kind of getting ahead of this. Rumors are abound that they are you know, going to be adding more teams. And that's why the TV contract negotiations and announcement have been kind of pushed back here and there. Because they're working on other teams. So stay tuned. All kinds of stuff happening, man. And we'll be here for it. Okay, to end the show tonight. You know... One of my last shows before we took our little summer siesta, we were talking about Live Golf in the PGA. Now, as you all know, as I'm dropping pins on the floor here, excuse me, 
the sports governor, big golfer. I'm married into a golf family. My wife is a you know is a great golfer. Played in college, all this stuff. And I've told you my initial feelings on the live tour. I understand that they are it's backed by the Saudis and the Saudi government and all that stuff. But our government deals with the Saudis. We have companies that deal with Saudi Arabia every day. And I, I totally respect the 9-11 families. But that's just something I can't get into. I, I know people who have lost family and friends in those towers. And I look, I can't sit there and, and be the hypocrite and, and sit there and tell them one thing. But I'm just telling you how I feel about it. And that is, you can't. I, in my opinion, you can't tell a golfer where they can golf. They're independent contractors. And now I think the PGA is really, the chickens are coming home to roost because very few people realize that the PGA is a charity. There are the 501C or whatever that classification is. Hoarded money forever. And now that Liv came along and, and love or hate Liv, whatever you think about Liv, in, in two weeks, Liv forced the PGA to increase their purses, increase purses for the women, increase purses all the way down. Then the PGA came up with a Liv-like kind of tournament schedule. You know, we're, we're going to have some tournaments with no cuts and we're going to do this and we're going to do that. All the while playing on, first, the patriotism card. You can't do business with it, with that tour. It's Saudi-backed. It's un-American, so on and so forth. But the problem was, they they first tried to badmouth Phil Mickelson and, and Sergio and some of the other players, <clears throat> excuse me, on a very personal level. And that's when I first started taking kind of offense to this. I could have gave two shits about the live tour until I turned on the golf channel and get, was looking for my tournament updates. And I hear all these people taking some real personal shots at these golfers, the same golfers that they had just loved weeks before. And now these people were the worst people on the planet. I watched the Portland tournament, the last round on their YouTube channel Good things and bad things about the telecast. The good things are they'll should they're showing you every shot. Okay, um, they're they're giving you everything there. This the uh, excuse me the shotgun starts are kind of interesting. Everybody kind of finishing up around the same time. But what I heard the other day on, and I'm I'm really trying to think. I can't remember one of the shows but the guest that was on was talking about okay well would a shotgun start he goes can you imagine at the masters you know a man corner hole number 12 is the first hole of the day you know golf courses are constructed to kind of test you at certain points of your of your game and of your golf day actually you know, we for all these famous finishing holes and then, you know, the amen corners, the bear traps, you know, 
17 at Sawgrass. You know, 17's your first hole of the day in a live tournament for, for some people. But I think what the PGA is missing and all those old fogies and and stuffy shirts over there are missing is the younger crowd doesn't have the same connection to your history as you think they do or, or as you hope they do. You know, how, oh my God, how can we have DJs at a golf course? Well, younger people like that. Younger people like the party atmosphere. Younger people don't have that historical tie to certain golf tournaments. And if they can go out and have some fun on this new venture, and, you know, so far so good from what I've seen on, 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 on the crowds, because honestly, I was looking at the, listen, I volunteered at the 3M a couple weeks ago. Tony Finau, by the way, congratulations. He then went on to repeat and get his second win in a row in Detroit last weekend at the Rocket Mortgage uh, Classic over there. So congrats to Tony Finau. But let's be honest, man. These these uh, tournament rosters here the past few weeks are, are nothing that people are going to be writing home about. And that's another thing hurting the PGA. They're trying to talk about, well, all these guys that went to live are the old fogies and all these guys with no talent and whatnot. Really? Because honestly, that last tournament had probably more star power names, and I don't care how old they are, than the PGA Tour did last week in Detroit. So the PGA, in my opinion, has just been making all kinds of mistakes and missteps with the handling of this. Now they're in court. 11 live players uh, attached their names to a suit, you know, saying that they, you know, antitrust laws fired or excuse me, suspended unjustly and would like to be able to play in the majors. You know, the PGA Tour is angry. They don't like, they think that these people cut out and, you know, really used the tour kind of to build their own brands and then took off and and this and that. Listen, I think we're beyond kind of this argument. Here's what I want to know from the PGA. What are you going to do to keep paying the players fairly? What are you going to do to maybe restructure some things? And for Liv, here's here's the thing for Liv. They're going to be in Chicago on the weekend, I think, of September 17th. Me and the First Lady of Minnesota Sports are actually going to take that weekend, and we're going to go down and we're going to check out a Liv golf tournament. I'm going to apply for a media pass. We're going to get, you know, day pass, whatever. But I, and actually she does too. We want to see for ourselves. Big question with Live Golf. Is this something that can be sustainable? Because, you know, yeah, right now they're they're having these tournaments, some nice golf courses. But what does it mean outside of the big money that you win? Now, some of that's going to be settled through the courts in terms of if lift players will get world ranking points, so on and so forth, which then they could qualify for the majors and, you know, while still playing exclusively on the live tour. Will there be some type of merger or agreement down the road? And I think that that is something that can happen uh, once the, the, the heat settles. 
Maybe Greg Norman, Jay Monahan get together, can figure something out. I don't know. But Live Golf is winning. And regardless of where you stand on Live Golf, because I'm still out, even though I know people have said, boy, you sound like a Live Cheerleader. I'm not so much a Live Cheerleader as I am against. I, I, I hate hypocrisy. Whether it's in politics, whether it's with the PGA Tour and the things that I th- I think that they've done that have kept a lot of people rich over there, you know, talk to the players. They, they you know, they got to pay for their own hotels, their own flights, this, that, their caddies. They got to pay for, you know, on and on and on it goes. So we wanted to see what a live tournament is like in person. You know, it's Chicago's just a bit, not even an hour flight. Five, what, five and a half hour drive. It's over on the west, kind of western burbs. So I got family over on that side. So we were like, yeah, let's go check this out and just see for ourselves. You know, not what, you know, people are, are telling us or writing or what, you know, what the Golf Channel crowd is telling us. Let's go see what this is about. See if it's something that a a golf fan would really get into because so far the younger golf crowd and that's what I've been saying all along this is really geared towards younger golf people or or just younger people in general this is not for the Davis loves of the third who now as Ryder Cup captain says hey if the live golfers are allowed to play in the majors or if they are indeed allowed to play on the Ryder Cup well we're just not going to play it's going to be a golf strike Listen, Davis Love, before I get off the air tonight, this goes out to Davis Love. Nobody outside of a hardcore golf fan is missing a golf tournament on TV right now. I hate to tell you that, homie, but it's true. So you go ahead, pull a strike, and see where that goes. I don't think it's going to help you one bit. But, I, you know, that's just me, Vince Wright, sports governor from the state of Minnesota. So, anyway, stay tuned, man. Whoever knew golf, I mean, on the daily, is is just off the chain right now. Golf. (laughs) So, anyway, like I said, we're going to check it out. Uh, Gophers, it's going to, gopher season going to be here sooner than you think. Um, Other things we're going to talk on, or excuse me, touch on next week, we're going to get into a little bit more of the NFC Central. Uh, oh, big shout out to Jelani Bodie, by the way. Make sure you check out the Wait a Minute show. I'll post links on my social media. Again, I was on his show, did an interview last week. We were talking about the NFC North, as he's a Detroit Lions guy. So, um, thank you, my friend, my brother. It was a, a great to be on your show, as always. And we'll get Jelani on Sports Done right here soon as well. All right, folks. Hey. We are back. Thank you for listening to the Sports Done Right Show, brought to you by Cultivated CBD and 7th Avenue Pizza. Make sure you go get you some. And I'd like to thank my folks over at the Pigskin Podcast Network, DraftKings Fantasy Sportsbook. And folks, we are back. I can't wait to have guests on. We're going to have some of our regular listeners on as well. Met some of my regular listeners. Um as well out at the tournament so we're gonna man it's gonna be a blast i'm just happy to be back be safe out there in them streets man we're living in crazy times right now so keep your head on a swivel be safe be cool 
and just live your life, man. I am Vince Wright, the sports governor from Minnesota. This is the Sports Done Right Podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Sports Done Right with your host, the governor of Minnesota Sports Talk, the Honorable Vince Wright. Check out Sports Done Right every Tuesday night. And when it's over, stay up on all of the breaking sports news and commentary by joining the Sports Done Right Facebook group. Let your voice be heard and join the conversation right now. You finally got it right with Sports Done Right. Right.